And Yonk, and welcome to another episode of Bladed Apples, a horror podcast dropping your trick-or-treat bag every week. And co-hosted by two ghosts with the most, I'm Rocky. And I'm Blairs. And on today's episode, if you couldn't tell by my perfect South Korean <laughs> introducing uh, the introduction, we are talking about a South Korean horror film today, Gunjiam, Haunted Asylum. And then after that, we're going to have another entry into Blaze's cabinet of video game curiosities. But first, how are you, Blaze? Uh, you know, st- still getting over shit. Yeah, we just recorded last episode a couple days ago, so... Yeah, so... I don't think too much has changed. No. <laughs> uh, have you watched anything in the last couple days, or checked anything out in the last couple days you want to bring up? Uh... Nothing to really bring up. Uh, me and Paige have just been kind of sprinting through horror movies lately. We had a little marathon of American Werewolf in London, and then nice. we watched Howling, and then we watched. Nice. What else did we watch? Wolfen? Scre- no, oh. we didn't. We stopped there. <laughs> then we went to Scream, and then we went to Prince of Darkness. No, just listen to. Uh, I think it was two weeks now, two weeks ago. Or maybe it was last week, but uh, Mick Garris's podcast, Postmortem, he had uh, Joe Dante and John Landis on. They were talking about The Howling and American Werewolf in London, respectfully, uh, and talking about their experiences on there and everything. And uh, we're going to be having a vampire, uh, man, Jesus Christ, a werewolf episode soon. That was one of the requests, but uh, there's For a guest sure. I have in mind I would like to have on here um, who is a werewolf fanatic and... Uh, I think he could definitely add a lot, a lot to the conversation. But uh, when we do have that episode, though, uh, we probably won't be talking about the Howling or an American World in London because everybody fucking talks about <laughs> the yeah, Howling in America in London. I do love the Howling, though. They're, they're both great. I love both yeah. movies. I'm actually more of a fan of American World in London, but I love the Howling. I, also. I'm about even keel on them. I like them both. Yeah, equally. I love both, but. They're talked about so much that when we do our werewolf episode, we don't want to talk about what everybody brings up. We want to try to give you maybe a few more interesting recommendations on uh, werewolf movies you haven't seen. But we'll get to that in a few episodes or whatever. Today we're talking about Ganjiam, Haunted Asylum. Is it Ganjiam uh, or Gojiam? Uh, maybe pronounced Gonjiam. It, it has an N in it. Oh, it does? Maybe yeah. it, it probably is Ganjiam. Yeah. Then. Um, which is a 2018 South Korean horror film, found footage movie. Um, Very good found footage, though. Not to the, like, make you sick found footage. Yeah, as much. As much. As I, much. I, I saw a problem, so I'll bring him up. Yeah. Um, but, Blaze, you're a big fan of this movie. I am. Uh, I, to be honest, like, a lot of Asian folklore when it comes to ghosts and stuff like that scares the shit out of me. Sure. I mean, we should definitely talk about... Uh, like to have more an asian folklore episode we talk about movies made like onibaba or quite on yeah like that for yeah. sure and uh definitely house one of the scariest films yeah. of all time <laughs> house yes <laughs> but uh that was pretty infamous no uh, i i am a big fan of that movie the director doesn't have he's only done six things i think i think so um uh, what is uh, what is his name i don't know if we have the correct pronunciation his name is uh do your best yeah uh, uh, listen i butchered the hello i think at the beginning of the episode i had to find the informal way to say it um i'm checking my white privilege guys i'm, I'm trying <laughs> but um it, it, i'm not gonna say too many character names 
except for one's named Charlotte. <laughs> it's just the only one I'll even attempt to say because I don't want to butcher any names. But the uh, director is uh, Jung Bumshik. Um, and uh, you looked up some of his IMDb. Yeah, the, uh, the other one that I noticed had a lot of views from him is a movie called Epitaph, and I have not seen it. Right. I don't even know if it's horror. Okay. Um, because this, my first exposure to him is uh, uh, Ganjian Haunted Asylum. Right. So uh, what, what is, uh, how did you get introduced to this film? And Because uh, you brought up to me a couple of years ago that you'd seen it. And uh, today is the first time I actually viewed it. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, um, Jordan, actually. Friend my Jordan. friend Jordan. Uh-huh. Um, he had shown it to me because... Uh, yeah, he's another uh, big horror fan, such as us, and uh, he uh, showed me that movie, and I was very creeped out driving home in the dark because I kept expecting that girl with the black eyes to be in my backseat. <laughs> you did have a couple drinks. I did have a couple drinks. Yeah, um, you were drunk driving like a bad boy. Almost made yourself a ghost. Yep. <laughs> no, I only had like one or two, <laughs> or twelve. I forgot to put the one and two together. Oh, yeah. I'm, um, I'm bad at math. Yes. Uh, so, what is the plot of Ganjiam? Well, Ganjiam is actually a real psychiatric facility in South Korea. Mm-hmm. And according to a lot of the travel atlases and stuff like that, is the third most haunted place in South Korea. Um, so, as uh, far as I know, I think they actually went out to the actual area to do it. Um. They actually shot most of the movie in oh, correct me yes. in a high school in Busan. I was wrong. Um, but they recreated the parts in the school to look as much like the asylum as possible, including the uh, the layout. Okay. Um, everything that they did, they just recreated in high school because they couldn't shoot at the uh, at the actual asylum. Um, also, funny story. Um, they got sued. Did they? Yes. Oh, no. They got huh? sued by the owner of the asylum because he was trying to sell the asylum at the time. And he said because the movie gives a, a negative connotation to the area. And uh, the court favored in the uh, – actually favored for the film. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the, the owner of the land, he was trying to sell it, and he, the movie just came out. He's like, no. No, Even though there was already on like a, I don't know if it was on CNN or Discovery Channel or something, they, there was a top seven like most haunted places list, and it was on that list before before the movie was made. Yeah, so I mean, that's where the inspiration's from. But yes. uh, yeah, it, it kind of follows along this uh, paranormal YouTube channel that's. Um, Unbeknownst to half the group, half the group is setting up things and faking it. Yes. Until shit really starts going down. And uh, what's the name of the um? It's a horror time. What's the name of the? Uh, yeah, horror time. Horror I think times. is yeah. the name of their YouTube channel on the yeah. movie. Yes. Excuse me. Um, good. Yeah. So it is a film footage film. They're making this ghost track and ghost hunter show. They go into the uh, Gunjiam Asylum. Um, the movie actually starts with a video from... I don't know if it's a setup video or if it was just 
found footage from two other kids that went into it was a yeah no that was a different group of kids yeah who were originally filming it on their phones and then they disappeared disappeared and, yes and they used that kind of as the intro and there is it 402 is the room 402 yeah, yeah there's the most haunted room in it is the intensive care room and that is room 402 i was like when there's like a excessively haunted room in an already haunted place oh like yeah the shining or anything else uh I, I feel like, but yeah, parts <laughs> yeah. of it are reminiscent of 1408, yeah. which we'll be talking about. Probably, I think we already mentioned before in a previous episode that one of the upcoming episodes we will, we will be talking about 1408 with Jordan. Yep. Um, but yeah, they decide to go. Oh well, this place is super haunted. Let's do our our ghost our ghost show here, and uh, there's seven of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the director and six other people. The varying positions. I can't remember all the positions that they... Uh, well, I know the the director is called the captain. Yeah, he's called captain. And he sets up a home base and a tent outside. Uh, their goal is to hit uh, a million live viewers to... Apparently, YouTube will pay you uh, $150,000 if you get a million viewers live. They I, were already going to make I don't know how accurate that is. They were already making $150,000, but they wanted more money. They said they already hit our, hit their goal. At one point in the movie, they're like, we're at 150000 but we can make more. It's like, wow, you only made 150000 chump change. Yeah, for real. The fuck? Um, if I had anything that made $150,000, I would just cash out immediately. Um. But you you watch Ghost Hunter shows on YouTube. Yeah. Because you say it's pretty accurate. I, I haven't really watched a lot of YouTube there, Ghost Hunter shows. There's a few. Uh, I, God, I, I'm, I can't remember their names, and I suck. And um, I'm not specifically, like, a big-time believer in the supernatural or anything like that. I'm open-minded, but, I, you know, it's if I hear a bump, my first guess is not Ghost. Yeah, for sure. But... Um, you know, uh, I do enjoy watching some of those just because it's kind of fun to see people freak out over nothing. Yeah. And or pretend to be freaked out. Over. Or pretend to <laughs> yeah. be freaked out over nothing. And then sometimes it's cool, like, even if they're faking it, when they, like, get a little something that's kind of spooky, it makes it interesting. Sure. Um, and there is a, a, a Japanese ghost hunting team that does it. And uh, you know what? I actually think there's a South Korean one, too. It is not called Horror Time, though, and uh, they had some good stuff at a haunted school okay. in South Korea. But uh, they do uh, really follow the formula of how those shows are filmed in this. Right. And, uh, you know, they'll have, like, the glitches and the edits that a live stream typically would if you were watching yeah, it I thought online. something was wrong with uh, Amazon we were watching. You're like, oh, no, no, this is supposed to be happening. Yeah, no, it's supposed to resemble the, the accuracy of what it would look like if you were watching a live stream. Sure. Which, when we discussed it earlier, and you informed me that somebody had already done this idea, I was thinking how, how fun that would be if they just put it on the internet and didn't tell anybody it was a movie. Yeah, <laughs> just, like a War of the Worlds type situation. Yeah. But, I mean, eventually people would realize it's fake, but... Yeah, they did it, uh, they did it with a uh, British movie, where they just aired it on prime time, and they thought it was just like a ghost hunting, ghost hunting movie. Or they thought it was a ghost hunting special but it was and, actually. But they did tell it was actually a, a movie. movie. Yeah, people were actually believing. I gotta look. Uh, I gotta look that up actually, so I can get you a title because it's actually pretty good. Um, is it also found footage? Yeah, it's yeah. yeah it has to it's be. It's done kind of <laughs> like a. It's kind done kind of like a news show. 
Oh, okay. Um, okay. If I remember correctly. But, um, yeah, I, I really don't watch the ghost shows that much. I mean, I, I'm aware of Zach Baggins, but he has his own he has his own show, Ghost Adventures. Ugh. Uh, old dude, bro. I would like to visit his museum in uh, Vegas next time. I, we, I uh, love his... Uh, Talk, talk about overacting. <laughs> that, well, yeah. His his overacting? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he is uh, he is quite the character. Uh, and speaking of overacting with this movie. Yeah. Um, I won't talk about him personally because I don't know him. But. Yeah. Uh, well, he got haunted so hard that uh, he has to wear glasses now. So <laughs> give him astigmatism. Um, astigmatism. But this movie has one of my problems. Okay. I have a lot of problems. Oh. My, 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 not, not with this movie. Oh, okay. With the genre I... of, of, of found footage. Um, it is my least favorite horror genre. Mm-hmm. I do not like found footage films. I find found footage films pretty formulaic. Most horror is formulaic. But uh, it's something about how it's shot and how it's edited, where it's a cut like every five to ten seconds where just... Cuts, 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 cuts. I, I mean, I can definitely understand uh, from a viewer point where that can get old. And the structure is always the same, where it's like nothing's happening for an hour and ten minutes in the last 20 to 30 minutes. It's just, oh, no, it's, the ghosts are real. Ooh. Yeah. And just, okay. And then all, all the shots are normally pretty similar with what's happening. They never really do anything that, that's too interesting within the concept that they have. I think they're probably more effective uh, in theaters. I remember, I remember when Paranormal, Paranormal Activity came out, the first one, it being a pretty effective movie in theaters because there was so much hype around it whenever it came out. Oh, there sure was. And um, I, I, I actually liked that movie whenever it came out. Um, maybe because it was so simple and they only made it for $15,000. Like, they didn't have the budget to make like a lot of really weird shit, so it was just anticipation. Look at that, it's kind of boring movie, but because of the hype, it made the anticipation of that movie so much more. Kind of like Blair Witch. People didn't know what Blair Witch was, which is one of your favorites. Oh, I, whew, I love Blair Witch. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if a lot of uh, people know this. Can I do a fun fact about Blair Witch? Of course. Like, before, like they, they kept the actors and everything secret when it came out and stuff like that. And then they started randomly putting packages with the VHS of it before it even released. We, just in random people's boxes and stuff like that, just to hype up the movie to be like, what is this? Yeah. Like, which is amazing. What a great, like, I mean, you can't do that now with all the social media and everything like that, not. unfortunately. And uh, I guess that's why I collect VHS tapes is to live in a time where people could trick me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, sorry that I'm looking down my phone. I was uh, I was trying to look up the the name of that one movie. That, yeah, uh, Ghost pretty, Watch. Pretty fucking. Ghost Watch is the name of that <laughs> that British. Sorry, <laughs> Ghost Watch is the name of that British film. Um, oh, okay. That I brought up before. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Blair Witch came out what ninety nine. Yeah, uh, uh, ninety nine or ninety eight. Ninety nine was the big year that everybody talks about. Whenever like all the big movies came out one year that kind of changed the culture things like that matrix fight club all came out one year yeah um and with the crazy matrix, year well just advertising in general with not with blair witch but matrix the trailer was literally just black and green you know the black the binary with the green numbers the binary going up and then uh it just said what is the matrix and that's all that's all people knew 
of like what the fuck is the matrix and people went and saw it not knowing what it was you know and i love whenever now and it, with social media a movie will always pop out more whenever the advertisement doesn't tell you too much or the advertisement um makes it look like a completely different movie like hereditary oh the, he did a ari aster was so smart in the way he yeah. did that trailer. i don't know if it was his idea or him and a24's idea but they make that movie look like it's going to be a completely different film oh yeah I, i'm get. like oh great creepy little girl exorcism nope. here we go and then it's like wait what yeah <laughs> it completely changes um but uh no with, spoilers with, with the film yeah uh which you never saw Hereditary. You should go see it. <laughs> yeah, it's a fantastic it. it's movie. Uh, but uh, with this film, with with and I brought this up when we were watching it, um, with found footage horror film, going back to bad acting, they aren't bad actors. They're fine. It's just always overacting in found footage because found footage, you're supposed to be normal person, man, right? So we had to act like we're friends. <laughs> we're friends and we're having fun. Look at us. We're just joshing around, <laughs> going around, recording stuff. And it never feels natural, ever. <laughs> it never feels fucking natural. That's what we do. They never. <laughs> well, we do that. But we actually say that to each other. That's true. Yeah. Act natural. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're just joshing around, We're guys. natural men. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're a natural human person. Um but it's the same thing with this movie where you, you introduce seven characters. None of them really have a distinct personality at all. But hey, they're real people. They don't have really any characterization at all or personality. But they're, they sure are humans. Huh? I, well, I think the one thing I really do love about the movie, though, is, uh, and I'm going to bring up a movie you hate, <laughs> mm-hmm. Grave Encounters. Mm. And uh, it's, I feel like it's a, it's a better done version of that mm-hmm. along with the fact that they focused it on an actual like local folklore. And I think that was a really cool concept. That's the interesting thing about it is that it's based on an actual place. Like we said that, I mean, they got sued for having it named after the actual place. Yeah. Um, and that being a local folklore. I wonder if he sold it. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I mean, yeah. we only came out a few years ago, so I mean, I, did, I didn't do any follow up at all. <laughs> it's like I was supposed to do research, and I just, uh, I just kept on living my life. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, I mean, I think that makes it more interesting that it's actually based in, in a real place. But it follows the tropes, like I mentioned earlier. Of, all right, we're wandering around. Oh, all these hallways are real dark and scary, and nothing happens. All right, we're going in here. Ooh, it sure is spooky in here. Nothing happens. <laughs> Halfway through. Oh, no, three of them are in cahoots. They're trying to set it up so they can get more views, which is pretty common in uh, ghost adventure uh, culture. Not, go- not calling the show Ghost Adventures. I'm sure they're very legit. Um, <laughs> ghost hunting, ghost hunting shows in general, where it's just, oh, yeah. This is all real. Definitely no editing or hacking or anything like that to make it seem like this stuff is actually happening. So I, I like that they kind of play with that trope a bit. From somebody who used to be on another podcast and had interviewed actual ghost hunters, it is a grueling task. <laughs> <laughs> to interview them or to, to ghost hunt? To, just to be in the same room. <laughs> 
all, I hope we have no future ghost hunting guests. <laughs> oh man, I would love it. I would love it. And you know, hey, if you're a ghost, you know, good for you. You know, you do what you believe, and I, I fully support you. But uh, you know, come on the show. Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about it. I'll just nod. I may drink more on that episode than I do normally. <laughs> It'd be um, interesting. I would I'd maybe make them watch a movie and see how much stuff they claim to have seen. Yeah, we'll completely <laughs> just invade Vanity Fair's territory of getting like, here's a real ghost expert that talks about ghosts in movies. Or how they do those those segments where it's like, here's a criminal that talks about actual bank robberies in movies. Or whatever. <laughs> we'll just completely bite their shit. Yeah. But, <laughs> but speaking of the movie again, I, I do think in a lot of ways, I think production wise, I think it's better than a lot of them. It's very well, it's well put together. It's well I th- made. I um, think the the makeup effects are very good. Yeah, the makeup effects are pretty good. The, the scares are good. It's got a couple good scares. Yeah, it, it, it's it's very it's very spooky. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's all very spooky. Unlike unlike last episode, you could watch this and get a little spooked. Yes, especially if you watch it at night alone all the lights off you know whatever yeah for sure probably get you probably get a little it's it it, it definitely has a good atmosphere about it um but you brought up the the good point while you're watching it and why you like it is because they use more steady cams they use like cams are actually held to their bodies so you aren't getting as much camera it's not wiggling around everywhere it's still found footage what are we looking at another thing why i hate found footage films is like they're always moving the fucking camera. So it's like, oh no, and then somebody attacks them and they like drop the camera and they're like, we don't have a budget, fuck. <laughs> yeah, know? and this one is very, uh, you know, they're pretty steady on them so you can kind of see everything around. It's literally bolted to them. It's, yeah. It's, it's screwed, into, yeah, they screwed. Uh, into a harness. They uh, drill into their spines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, 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 you know, screw a harness with the cameras all screwed in a place with a bolt. So it's all very... Excuse me. It's all very maintained and focused, and they can move around without it moving. Yeah, and the image quality is far better than most found footage films. Yeah, and also with uh, such a big group, the interesting thing with this one is usually when there's a group in a found footage film, they normally stay together and just start disappearing here and there. They actually split up in here, or sometimes just disappear altogether. And then, from what I can figure, because you were pointing out while you're watching it is there's characters that sometimes disappear for a couple scenes and then if you rewatch you figure out where they were or what they were setting up right since since a few of them are kind of in cahoots of setting things up I'm sure when you watch it the second time through you see whenever they disappear from the scenes or where they Yeah exactly you do time. and that's why I wanted to, that's why I kind of brought it up to you Yeah right right um, so that, that's an interesting that's interesting to play around with. Um, it's just it's just found footage, man. It's just uh, I don't know. I, it, when it's done effectively, it's done really well. I remember uh, last year for the first time I watched the houses that October built. That's not a good one. I like it. <laughs> you like it. That one is is is. is I like it, both of them. <laughs> that one. Is, I think there's three of them. Is there three? Yeah, I think there's three. Oh, of them. I didn't see the third. Um, that is the epitome. Of everything I don't like about found footage films. (laughs) That is the epitome. That is the overacting friend group that are, hey, look, these guys, don't you want to hang out with these guys? They're just just like you. No, I don't. And 
just 9,000 edits. Like, <laughs> Well, compared to Houses October Built, what did you feel about this group? Uh, as as characters? Yes. Oh, I like them better as characters. Okay. They're less annoying than the... Uh... I'm sorry if, if anybody ever goes back and worked on that movie. <laughs> this is this podcast. It's just I'm not a huge fan of your movie. Sorry. But... Um... I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love your movie. Yeah. Um, it's... Uh, I, like the, I like the group enough. They're fine. Um, it's a problem with any movie with a lot of main characters... At one point, I kind of lose track of who's who and what they're supposed to be doing. I think I almost threw up. <laughs> <laughs> we would just end the episode there. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's, you know, when you have seven people, if you have too many main characters at one time, they're all doing the same thing at the same time. I, I just lose track of who's who. Thankfully, they do little things of dressing them just different enough. Like, oh, that's forward hat man. Oh, and that's backward hat man. <laughs> oh, and that's girl with leather jacket. <laughs> you know? Yeah, because I do agree in, like, Houses October build. I'm like, wait, which guy is this again? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, that's heavy bearded man. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I forgot who all he right. was. <laughs> they're just drinking beers and going to, going to haunts. Okay. Oh, nothing happens. Oh, it's the last 15 minutes. We're going to shove everything in the last 15 minutes. I will say that is the one. I think that the thing that number two of that series improves on itself is that it was like literally the last 15 minutes of House's October build is the whole film is the scare. That's the scare. And it's like you could have dragged that out a little longer. And again, I like those movies because, you know, I'm a sucker for pretty much whatever right. if you slap a horror tag on it chances are i'm gonna watch it <laughs> I, I i prefer whenever a really good movie came up recently that's found footage was last year when uh, host came out oh host is a fantastic host is a really film. well done movie if you guys haven't seen it, it's on shutter um host was made during the pandemic well we're still in the middle of the pandemic but at the beginning of the pandemic um whenever everything was in lockdown and they shot a movie over Zoom. Yep. I, people don't use Skype anymore, right? I don't know. No, it's I'm, Zoom. I'm a grandpa. Zoom. I don't fucking know. <laughs> um, yeah, they shoot Zoom. Keep talking. Uh, I'm going to grab a seltzer. <laughs> okay. Uh, they shoot it over Zoom, and it's a group of friends that um, they're meeting one evening. And they're like, oh, we're going to do a uh, an online seance. And the girls aren't taking it very seriously. And, of course, since a couple of them aren't taken seriously, whenever they hired a lady to, do, to oversee the seance, a medium to do the seance, um, or an occultist, I don't know if she's a medium, occultist, whatever, uh, of course, the seance goes dreadfully wrong. And it's kind of a slow burn. The movie's only an hour long. It's, it's quick. It's perfectly, it's a perfect length. It's doesn't have any fat on it really fantastic effects too yeah for, especially for work on the budget they like, were uh, they didn't have a big the idea that uh in a seance if you create something it opens a door for anything to come yeah right i think that's a really cool idea. yeah they use some really interesting they have interesting uses for uh like the face the face apps on like uh on like snapchat like face filter apps and stuff like that they use a pretty good scare with that they they, they really use all the technology from their phones, laptops, everything to kind of build this social media age horror film. It's mm -hmm. only an hour long, working within the strength, within the pandemic, and still being an effective sixty-minute 
long horror film. And it was it on was a scary budget. Well. Yeah, it that was, was a scary movie. Yeah, it was just pretty good. Yeah, it's just got some really good scares. That's a really good use of found footage. You know what's not a good use of found footage? Quarantine. Okay. <laughs> now the thing quarantine was based on was good though. Yeah, I'm seeing this. Yeah. Wreck. Yeah. R E C. But uh, yeah, quarantine was based off that film, and that film is so much better. Quarantine. quarantine is hilariously bad. Yeah, quarantine is horrible. It is. But real dumb Rec shit. Or record is great. Yeah. Like uh, the idea of human. I mean, it's literally human rabies. Okay. Which yeah. I think. I mean, that's the same thing. In same quarantine. thing as quarantine because yeah. it's directly based on. Yeah, quarantine. but does Rec have a little girl that gets sick and the mom's like, "It's just a cold," and even though the kid just bit a hole through a man's neck. 20 seconds beforehand <laughs> no i i i don't remember <laughs> watched that in movie quarantine. in years um uh who knows maybe i'm wrong maybe it sucks now <laughs> i mean i also the problem with quarantine was it's a big budget found footage where it doesn't look like found footage at all it doesn't look like it's on a it's the same problem with like cloverfield it's right. a found footage film with too big of a budget for found footage like i like cloverfield i like the first cloverfield but it doesn't look like a found footage movie. It looks like a big, like a big blockbuster film with a shaky cam. <laughs> now, going uh, speaking uh, speaking of budget, what if, do you have the page up? Because I was yeah. curious, what is the budget of uh, Ganjiyama Asylum? Um, I uh, or I Ganjiyama. If, I don't know if it's going to be in. Um, well, I did have it up. Um, I don't know if it's going to be in. Uh, my bet's like it was. 1. It was 5. a commercial. It was a commercial success. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The audience score and the uh, review score is good. Um, on okay. So the budget was two point two million dollars. I mean, that's. I mean, compared to most movies, that's pretty low. That is very low. Um, it made a box office of twenty point three mil, which is massive. Yeah. Um. Two point two to make it. Let's say marketing. You double that. And then we'll round it up a little bit more. Let's say after everything, it's six million. I mean, that is more than triple the cost of that movie to which, make it. Which you know that means that's a success. It was actually uh, the third most watched horror film in, in South Korea, after *Tell Two Sisters* and *Phone*. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, it was a massive success. Um, it opened in South Tell Korea. *Tell Two Sisters* good. On uh, that's a scary one. Yeah. March 28th, 2018, it was released in South Carolina, U.S. It was released on April 13th, uh, so not too long after. Uh, and I, I don't imagine it had a massive release here, but um, enough, enough to make good money. I mean, you know, if you make your movie for shoestring, I, that's why I don't understand about, like, these big-budget, like, blockbuster Marvel films. Clearly, mm -hmm. Disney cares about the money. They want the fucking money. But they're afraid to make... A personal movie that's made where they strip like the big dumb fucking action sequence at the end that's in every one of those fucking films. Yeah. And make a movie for $15 million, $20 million, even $50 million. That's fine. I mean, that's that's more than most movies make. They make every movie for $300 million. That's more money than we'll ever have in our Everybody lives. Everybody <laughs> will see every fucking Marvel movie those fuckers put out, right? You make a movie for twenty million dollars, and you make three, you know, three hundred eighty-seven million dollars. Let's say lowballing it, which most of those movies on average make. 
That's a massive amount of money you just made. <laughs> like, why, why dump all this money into every one of these spectacles? And it all, it's all boring. It's all bullshit. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I mean, it's like, it's okay, old. hey, that's weird. This is the same fucking movie with a different costume. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, some of them are good. There's no, some there really, are some, some good, really ones. good ones. But just, uh, just I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I'm just oh, tired I'm so of it. tired. I, I don't know, man. I, I, it just, it, it, it's a lot. It's too much. I'm yeah, like, I'm, I'm I'm done with it. Um, but same thing with with like Blumhouse, right? Blumhouse, oh yeah, Blumhouse huge budget. Has, sub no no small budget. Oh, are they small budget? They, they don't get. I thought those they three they made last year were I, really expensive. Some of the big budget ones they do, but whenever it's like a first time filmmaker, I think Jason Blum says he gives them fifteen million to make it, which is low. Yeah, because those movies um, always gross high. Hormones have put a Blumhouse like all the teens. And young adults are all going to see that movie. Well, definitely uh, uh, proctors to that um, age group. Yeah, for sure, of course. Yeah, but they know they know this is not saying they're bad. Not saying no, they're bad. No, well, I mean, you know, I mean, most of them aren't really aimed at us, but I can respect because it it's you know it's 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 grooming a new generation. Yeah. Of of horror fans that that oh this may suck to make may make fun of it, but they may go because of that and look up research of the genre and they find something else they become bigger horror fans but he's keeping horror alive at a mainstream level with small budgets he gives them between 10 to 20 million dollars i forgot he said there's the exact number he gives and they make 100 million each or 80 million dollars back right. that, that that's a huge success every time and then he takes that budget or the money that they make and they put it into like the jordan pill films and the new halloween films and these bigger things that they know they want to—they know they're going to make. Yeah, money but in cause... between, they're putting out all this cheap crap, not crap, but cheap films that are making the money back, and then they can fund bigger projects. And it's keeping the genre alive within the mainstream market. Good job, Blum. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know why Blumhouse gets so much shit, but no. I, yeah. Again, like I, I don't think even their smaller movies. I don't think a lot of them are terrible. Sure. Uh, I know. I could, God knows, I can't remember the name of them, but uh, I, there was a series of three films that came out for last Halloween season done by them, and they were all fairly good. Was that the one they put all of them on Hulu? I believe so. Yeah. There was the one about the mother's, um, like ex abusive boyfriend, uh, reincarnated into her, uh daughter's new boyfriend okay and it was very very interesting and well done nice and that was probably one of those 15 million dollar ones you know not a very long movie and then they had the one with the uh twin sisters and the the music school and stuff mm -hmm. like that it was they were good like you know nothing to really complain about for what they are no it's yeah. all filmmaking it's, give, it's giving new filmmakers a chance to have a voice mm-hmm I mean, a lot of it looks generic or whatever, but they have the chance to make something that's new and different. And uh, I don't know. I, I like what they're doing. Um, but I going back to Gonjiam, what if you make a horror movie like this for $2 million? That's why most people make Found, Found Footage because it's so cheap to make. a lot of money. And if, if you get a big distributor to put it out, you're making a lot of money back. Mm -hmm. and, I mean, it makes sense. And oh, it yeah. just it can launch your career. But making a distinct and interesting found footage film, that's the problem. Um, because so many of them just kind of follow the same template. I mean, that's most movies in general. But especially with this, whenever you only have so much in a budget 
and you're making this very distinct kind of movie where you're only using video cameras, basically. You know, using yeah cheap cameras to make it have that kind of found footage feel. It, it becomes different to make yourself distinct. And Gonjiam does a pretty good job of making itself distinct. There are spooky things that happen, and it has a good atmosphere about it. And I think the asylum. picture quality is better. The, the the quality of film is really good, yeah. Um, and and it has some twists and turns in a few, and there's some scares we, we don't want to talk too much about in case you want to yeah, watch it. Yeah, don't want to give it away. But there is some stuff that happens... Um, there, there's one scene I really like that's in, in a hallway, and there's I, I I'm assuming one of the cameras are malfunctioning. It the motion a, no, it's a motion sensor light. Oh, it's a motion sensor light. It yeah. keeps on flashing every ten seconds. Yeah, and that means something's walking by it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it's very interesting because it's just a long shot of a hallway from an eagle's eye view. Just blinking. Yeah, and you just see the guy running towards one. One of the guys are running back towards the group and flash. You're just waiting for something to kind of pop up in the next flash, right? Or not? And uh, it's actually really visually interesting. Um, and it also just watching. You're always kind of watching the background, to see if there may be anything creeping around, or there's a sh- extra shadow that wasn't there before. And sometimes there is. <laughs> sometimes there is. Sometimes you see all your characters should be in a room. But who the fuck is holding the camera? Right, exactly. That's why I said count the people. <laughs> yeah, um, which is uh, super interesting. Gonjiam is is it's worth it's worth a watch. Um, and uh, don't hate me. Uh, you can pay three ninety nine for it on YouTube, or as I discovered while we were watching it, it is free on Tubi. Oh yeah, but Tubi has commercials. Tubi does have commercials. Yeah, I want commercials in my found footage. That's not very found footagey. You're right. <laughs> I don't. I don't turn on my uh, camcorder. Kids will use that, right? It'd be cool know. if they timed it for when they said they were taking a break. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, but I think I think it has an interesting commentary about just YouTube and man. I mean, they they stream it off of their website, but just people watching these shows and how they're kind of made and how they're kind of tampered with. Yeah, and they're popular too. They're popular shows on YouTube. Right, yeah. It, it does a lot of interesting things within the genre. It's not my favorite genre, like I said. It's not my cup of tea, but it's not bad. Um, it's effective enough. It's a pretty good watch. It's worth the rental or watch it for free on Tubi. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say though, if found footage doesn't bother you, I would say you'll leave pleased. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I liked it, and that's like my favorite. It's yeah, like and you my, hate fan footage. <laughs> yeah, it's not my jam, which we'll probably talk more about. I'm sure you want to do Blair Witch at some point. Oh, hell yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> or at least a Blair Witch game. Uh, probably Blair Witch, and I, w- I would like to do one on the VHS series, too. Yeah, VHS is interesting. Because um, that's found footage, but they do it in a very different manner. Yeah, they, you know, the, the people that they do VHS just came out on uh, Shutter. It's just about to come out. Yeah, it's about out to for, come for out. The, the new one. days of uh, Halloween. Yep. Uh, I'm excited about it. Yeah. Even though I did not like Viral. Mm. VHS 1 and 2 are great. Viral. Oof. Right. Um, yeah, you had a lot of interesting like directors that are now pretty prominent in the genre that did segments. Well, they had the director of Blair Witch on the second one. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, the VH, VHS isn't too, too bad. Um, there's a couple of them that are really fucking weird, and I liked it. 
Oh the yeah, the really Cantonese one. Yeah, the Cantonese That's my one favorite. that was in my the Cantonese school. Oh yeah, my god. Yeah, that one is really fucking weird. That's a creepy one too. If you want to get some good spooks, watch uh uh, uh Ganjiam Asylum and mm-hmm. then watch VHS two. Yes, yeah, that's the uh second segment. Yeah, I'll say it's a second or third segment on that. It's yeah. a second. Uh yeah, what else you want to say about Ganjiam? Got anything else to say about it? I just think that um for everything they had and for uh, and the whole idea i I think it it gets a thumbs up for me i really enjoy it and the budget they worked with and what they made i think shows how much of a success it really was yeah you bring up the movie uh quite a bit ever since you saw it you're always like it's so creepy it is and and there are you know there are parts of it that like you know, if I'm watching that alone or something like that, I'm like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of pretty effective uh, scares and, and situations that are very tense. Oh, yeah. And again, I, I really love the makeup. And also, anything that hovers bothers me. Don't like it. <laughs> okay. yeah. I do not like hovering ghosts. Yeah. Uh, if you want some of that and that scares you too, watch Hereditary as well. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Even I mean, though it's not a ghost. But. So something about... Uh, something about... Asian horror, whether it comes from South Korea, particularly South Korea and Japan, uh, just some of the stuff, some of those movies I would like oh, to talk yeah. more about are just fucking <laughs> nuts and, and more effective. Of course, a lot of them went and highly influenced a bunch of stuff that we did in the 2000s. Oh, for sure. They I made mean, the, the remakes of things. The... Yeah, like The Ring and the Grudge, whenever we did those remakes. And I highly suggest if, if you like those originals, please go. I mean, if you like the remakes, please go watch the originals. Yeah, because they're better. They are. Yeah, they're better. They're better. The story's more fleshed out. Yeah. If you watch the U.S. ring, it's like, eh. But if you watch the Japanese ring, it's like, oh, yeah, right. ring you. Sure. Yeah. But uh, same with uh, the Grudge. Like the Grudge U.S. is uh, film, but when you watch Juan, which yeah. is the Grudge, and uh, is it Japan? It is Japanese. Yes. Yeah, Juan. And um, you know that that one's frightening. Like, mm-hmm. That's a very scary movie. Sure. Yeah. I mean, so. anything. I mean, not just those movies of Takashi Miike. You know, oh, Japan, yeah. For know, sure. Body uh, horror, course, I, lo- I love a lot of the Cantonese audition. ones as, as well, especially the I series. Yeah. Which you got me my favorite I movie, I-10, mm-hmm. which is actually the third movie. Yeah, third. But the reason they call it 10 is because it's 10 different ways in folklore to bring about ghosts in in their area Mm -hmm. and uh it's a fun film and something to realize when you when it comes that i think a lot of people especially people in the u.s kind of overlook is different you know different cultures when you watch these movies because when you watch a a foreign film they're going it's going to be normal for that area but it you know a lot of people will be like like passing gas that offends ghosts in that you know in a lot of asian cultures and stuff like that taking a bath at night taking a bath at night in indonesia yeah it's uh you know and um and a lot of people watch that and be like oh that's stupid haha that's funny or and it's like you you gotta look at it from the standpoint that this is kind of a traditional folklore thing, and not saying that sometimes they don't use it to try and put some humor into it, but it but it is actually uh, founded and for a reason. Yeah. So I I think that's important to think about when you watch foreign films is to think about the culture that made it, 
and not to view it from the point of somebody who has been in the U.S. their entire life. Absolutely, yeah. Every culture Europe, is different. You know. And that's why when you do a little research on some of the – just a little research on just the culture and what this movie means to them and their folklore and their beliefs, I mean, it's no different than what the things that we're used to we see an American horror film and why we find it scary. Oh, for sure. Other countries probably find that silly. Because yeah. America's a big old silly boy. Like, <laughs> like think of, uh, like, imagine being from, you know, another country and then hearing about the Winchester house. It's like, so some guy made guns and now it's haunted. That's kind of silly. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. And there's a bunch of stairways that don't lead anywhere and all this. Like, yeah. Yeah, but to us, that's frightening because we grew up with that as a, an abnormality. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's so, normal. So that, I just, you know, that that is something that kind of grinds my gears is <laughs> is when people like go after movies and stuff like that, and not realizing the cultural background that went into it. You know? Yeah, absolutely. So it's like, just look it up, man. Look, just it, look up. it up. Or watch. And more if it's unfounded, film. then it sucks. <laughs> yeah. Or just watch more foreign film in general. It's I, like whenever I, Joe Bob on uh, The Last Drive-In, people always get upset whenever he shows foreign films. And I always think it's dumb because some of the best movies he's shown have been foreign films because foreign films are interesting. I mean, cool. one of the best episodes of Joe Bob uh, last season to me was Audition. Yeah, you never saw Audition before. I'd that. never seen Audition before, yeah. and I was blown away by how great that movie Audition is. Audition is amazing. It's a, it's a great film. Um I mean, but everybody says that it's it, it's really good though. But you know, anytime they talk about um, or they show a foreign movie, everybody always complains. But I always think those are some of the best. Um, they also did this past season on the show. They did uh, Dia de la Bastilla by Alex de Iglesias, and uh, that's a great that's a great uh, horror comedy. Mm-hmm. It was really good. So, uh, Spanish film. It's uh, really, really good. Um, or I, I think I think it's, it was made in Mexico. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, some of those old Spanish films are some of my favorite. Like, I love, like, Tomb of the Blind Dead. Mm-hmm. A Horror Rises from the Tomb, your favorite. <laughs> mm. <laughs> El Santo. Yeah. <laughs> Any El Santo film. Well, I also love monsters. Lucha Libre. So. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm all about that. We need we need to have an El Santo episode. And uh, I, I need to, uh, we need to have, I have, I have a couple ideas for, for an El Santo episode because there's ones where he definitely fought <laughs> a bunch of, this uh, uh, one where he bought a bunch of classic Universal Monsters. Oh, um, yeah. And honestly, that might be a good one. Uh, maybe we should do a Dias de la Muerto special. Yeah. And do a bunch of the uh, luchador films. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. I love those movies. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, th- I think that you need to watch... You need to watch movies that aren't just in your culture, and you should definitely expand your knowledge of other ways of life um, and other ways of culture live and what they find scary. And I think it, it can expand... Your mind, not only on the folklore and the horror. But how that culture is. Yeah, for that culture, but how we integrate it into what we think of horror. Because we're so influenced by everything else because... (laughs) And especially Asian horror. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, the the aughts, the mid-aughts can tell you all about that. Mm -hmm. Or I guess it was early 2000s those were coming out, huh? 
Yeah, all, all the uh, that that wave of J horror and all that. Yeah, the way it's around two thousand. Um, whenever all those movies start hitting over here, then we start remaking a bunch of them. Because I know we got Grudge, we got Ring, we got Shutter. Mm-hmm. Uh, now Shutter Japanese or Cantonese? Do we know? Ooh. I'm not quite sure what what that is. Hmm. Um, can I look it up. Yeah, let's look that up. Um, while, while you talk, and uh, but uh, they really do make some of the best. And uh, Shutter is another one that if you haven't seen the original, like if you watch the U.S. version, it's gonna be kind of like eh, it's okay. There's some good scares, but the the film on itself just kind of falls flat. But when you watch the original, it's like this is terrifying. Same with the eye. Like mm-hmm. the eye is, uh, you know, all of them. Like you see the one with Jessica Alba, and it's like okay. Oh, that's on theaters. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay. <laughs> it's so bad. But if you watch the original Eye, uh-huh. that movie is terrifying. It was, it's uh, absolutely freaky. It was Thai. It's Thai. Yeah. Shutter is Thai. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, I was way off. My apologies. Um, I mean, I didn't know either. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Well, well, now we do know. Yeah. And now you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, man, the eye was so fucking like the remake of the eye with just the eye was so fucking bad. If you want to just have some friends over and watch a terrible <laughs> remake of a really good Asian film, uh, you should watch that. <laughs> a Thai film. Now we know. Yeah. Um, what was the other one? They, they were put throwing Jessica Alba and so much stuff for, was it Gothica? Gothica was uh, Halle Berry. Halle Berry. Oh, I'm way off. Yeah. I thought it was Jessica Alba for some reason. No, but they put Jessica Alba in a lot of crap. <laughs> yeah, they sure did. And now she doesn't have too much of a career. But, uh, you know, she was super bankable in the mid-2000s. So they just started putting her in anything they could, whether it was Fantastic Four or, <laughs> or Sin City or The Eye. or I feel know, bad for her. Like, that's not fair. What was, what was that <laughs> movie she did with Paul Walker where they're, like, surfing? <laughs> Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> oh I didn't know Paul Walker was in a surfing film. Yeah, with Jessica Alba. I mean, it's no Tammy and the T-Rex. But, <laughs> but what is? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing is. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so what, what, what? I'm curious, what What would you rate it? Like, let's say uh, uh, ten out of ten stars, what would you give it? What, Ganjiam or that Jessica Alba? Ganjiam. Paul, no, Paul no, no, no not that one. Because I give that one a 10. No, no, no. Um, uh, Ganjiam, I would give... Uh, I'd give it a 7. That's... I mean, I'm surprised you rate it that high. Yeah. Because I know you really don't like those no, kinds of films. No, I was, I, was, I was having quite quite a laugh for the first 45 minutes where, where I'm like... Uh, this is this is silly. This is found yeah. footage is very silly. Uh, but by the by the end part of it, I was like, okay, not too shabby. It's yeah, pretty, they uh, they really pull they really uh, pull out all the stops really. Yeah. At the end, and uh, I think they use a lot of great practical effects. Yeah, they use yeah they use a good amount of some good makeup effects also. Oh, for sure, and I I always appreciate you know makeup effects in movies. So, but yeah. So, definitely go watch it. See yeah. what you think. Free on Tubi, uh, three ninety nine to rent on Amazon. Yes, I don't believe it's streaming anywhere else. No, we can watch it for free with commercials. 
on Tubi. Yeah. Which, you know, everybody loves that in their movies, just Well, hey, if you don't if you don't want to pay a monthly fee, Tubi's great. Yeah, your movies just rat fucked with fucking commercials. Uh yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean so is Hulu though. Not not the movies. No? No. That has a commercial. Just shows. Yeah. Really? Yeah, the Hulu I movie, had no idea. The Hulu movies have um you have like a minute and a half to two minutes of commercials before the film. Hmm. And then you get the movie on like uninterrupted. That's interesting. Yeah, but yeah, the shows. Uh, all this, I don't know if you can get a higher, a higher subscription not to get the commercial. We have a commercial, you know, three or four of them during the fucking mo- uh, during your show, right? Which is always keeping me from watching all the X Files on there, because <laughs> it's like oh, it's an hour long. This has like twenty commercials. Yeah, right. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> wonderful. Hmm. I did not realize that. Yeah, that's an interesting fact. Yeah, at least the commercials are kind of short. It's only like a minute and a half, which compared to compared to actual commercials um, on actual network television is a little shorter. So, yeah. But uh, what would you rate Gunjian? I, I mean, I, I mean, as a found footage film, I give it a nine out of 10 as a general film. I give it an eight out of 10. Okay. Well, that's, that's, that's good either way. Yeah, no, <laughs> I like, I like it both that's ways, really but good. when you compare it to other found footage, I think it is more competent mm-hmm. and I think it is well filmed. And I think the practical, practical effects are great right um i feel like it is a movie one of the like one of those movies that i can watch and actually feel discomfort from it right in the sense of like same with things like hereditary like Mm -hmm. i'm like you got some things in there that freak me out so would you put yourself in that situation of ganjiam Here's the thing. I think I would be arrogant enough to do it. Right. Like, I'd be like, oh, you guys are stupid. Then I'd get in. I'd be like, help me. Like, please. I'd be the first one to disappear. Yeah. Oh, I would be the first one out of there because I would do something stupid just to prove it wrong. And then all of a sudden, I'm getting dragged through a hallway. And I'm like, no. (laughs) But yeah. Yes. Blaze Bob says, check it out. <laughs> Four stars. Check it out. Check it out. Don't sue us. Please. We love you. All right. Well, that brings us to another curation of Blaze's Cabinet of Video Game Curiosities. So what uh, is our entry today in your... Uh, little cabinet the cabinet that we've been building well sticking to uh the foreign frights genre uh we are doing a game called pamali okay pamali is a game based uh off indonesian folklore and um it has multiple segments uh you can get other segments onto the game uh the game introduces itself like you're one of the developers or something like that and you get the emails and you can access the different games through there which i thought was a very cool mm-hmm. process um uh the first one that i have the white uh, is it white lady that we yeah the white the uh, white, white lady. lady yeah um and the first story is you are a young man trying to uh, uh renovate or re- renew his family house and uh sell it on the market and when you go in, there's some uh, messed up stuff that happens, and you find out a lot of strange things about your family, and that you find out the house is also 
haunted mm-hmm. by what may be your sister. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. But uh, or or do you get haunted? Or do you? Because that's the very interesting play mechanism of this game, is that you can play it, and if you are completely respectful of traditions and stuff like that, you can get out without really much happening. You might hear a few voices or something like that, but you can safely get out and uh, sell your house or do a really bad job and not sell your house, which I have done twice. The game, uh, the game is... The biggest cautionary town tell to uh, kids ever. They just made the game to be like, "Hey, don't be a dick, or you'll get haunted and you'll get killed." <laughs> be respectful to everything. If not, then this is gonna happen. Yeah. Everyone, these um, tells. The game is developed by Storytell Studios. I want to let uh, you know. I want to name the developer mm-hmm. from now on of the games coming out because uh, you know they deserve all the credit for that. Uh, I think they did a great job. I think graphics-wise, it's great for an indie game. It's pretty good. Um, I think that the mechanics are pretty fluent. Uh, I wouldn't and, know. Huh? I said I wouldn't know. Well, you watch me play it. I watch you play it, but I, I mean, from me moving, you know, that the lag, I don't know, because I didn't actually play it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But... Um, it, it is funny because there are certain talismans and things around the house that you can uh, choose to uh, throw away before you get in the rest of the rooms. Um, and that can definitely affect how you uh, anger the ghost or the spirit. Um, there are different ways you can clean the house without uh, moving those things out and destroying them. And uh, I don't know. I, I just think uh, on the whole, it's a very interesting game. Uh, the concept is awesome and uh, there, there was a couple scares in there that got us both it was yeah one in particular one in particular did oh yeah and uh, I know the uh, they have other stories like the hungry witch and stuff you can get and those add-ons are only like four dollars or something like that right so it is uh, it's very well-rounded I've, the gameplay is great Um there are different little scares as well like such as moving things around and then the moving directly behind you uh sounds coming from the radio that you're not expecting whispers in your headphones uh a a lot of stuff that's made to mess you up right yeah and it's cool that it's all based off of actual folklore from indonesia yeah it, it is uh completely folklore based and I wish more games would do stuff like that. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, there are... Uh, what? There... We got games based off of creepypasta. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> that's new folklore, right? Yeah, Slenderman. Woo. Woo. Remember that game? Oh, yeah. It's horrible. Oof. It's a horrible game. I mean... Yeah, no, it's not good. <laughs> it's bad. I was going to try and That's a it. bad game. It is not my favorite. But, um... This one is definitely one I would recommend people checking out, especially for the initial price being like $6 and then $4 to add on more stories. And there's so many different endings you can get for each one. I think last time I looked, there was like 100-something different endings. Yeah, right. Or something like that. I may be completely wrong in talking about that. Whatever I was because uh, the first, where, where you showed me the game, the first time we played through, we didn't see the ghost really at all, except for like one quick jump scare. We see her in the distance. She just kind of floats off in the air. 
Yeah, and then the next said, decision you know we what? did, we got out fine. Yeah. So we're like, we're just going to piss this ghost off. We're going to really just fuck I was being up. disrespectful as fuck. <laughs> you were being disrespectful the first time you collected too many of the... Uh, yeah, it didn't let me... I didn't collect items. enough. But uh, here's a The, the a second time, tip. sure got it mad that time. Yeah, here's a, a little tip. If you want to really piss off the ghost, there's a doll insulted. Yeah. <laughs> to, to say that doll is ugly <laughs> yeah just insult the baby doll that that really makes that ghost mad for sure and uh i think the storytelling's really well done in it i think it's you know he's getting calls from his realtor and he's getting calls from his girlfriend during it mm-hmm. uh asking how the cleanup is going and asking how you know everything's going and you have a uh a, a, a four days to complete the task you can you know get out of it you know you know, scot free, or you can go through a whole bunch of shit, survive, or you can not survive. Yeah, that's so. pretty effective, also. Oh yeah, it's very effective, and uh, <laughs> it it is definitely one to check out, especially if you're interested in folklore. And um, I'm thinking next time we will probably also be doing a foreign folklore based game because uh, it is going to be Thai uh, folklore and okay, mythology. Cool. Yeah, it's uh. This game is available on Steam. Yep, it's available on, on Steam, or you can get it through the uh, uh, what? What was the name? Story, story, what? Storytel, Storytel Studios. Yeah. You can get it through their website as well. Yeah. Um, I think it actually may be a little cheaper on their website than Steam, but uh, it is definitely one to check out. It's so like five bucks, six bucks, something like that. It's yeah, I mean, it, it, and you're supporting, you know, independent artists. And uh, it is definitely yes. Always support independent. Ch- always support your independent artists, no matter what they do. If you can throw some money towards any local business, you should. Absolutely. Yeah. Trust me. Be- Bezos doesn't need it. He sure doesn't. We're on Amazon. <laughs> We're sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Hypocrite One, and this is Hypocrite Two. <laughs> Fighting the man while working for the man. <laughs> Bezos, if you want to throw us some of the bucks, like, <laughs> add a little commercial break. <laughs> they would be like, fuck independent artists. Give it to a billionaire rocket ship foundation. <laughs> Just to show you, in the good old US of A, if you work really hard, you can send your boss into space. <laughs> Isn't that well, good for him? Yeah. Isn't that beneficial? <laughs> but yeah, so Pamali, an Indonesian folktale horror. Check it out. Pamali. Pamali. <laughs> um, well, that is another episode of Bladed Apples. Uh, this one, we kind of just came up with what we were going to do. On the fly. On the fly <laughs> today. Um, next week. We haven't decided. We may do our we may do our near dark and lost boys episode finally, um, or maybe something new. I don't know. Next week though, I will have my opinions on Malignant. Oh yeah, you yeah. still gotta watch that. Yeah, still need to watch it. Uh, yeah. Thankfully, it hasn't been spoiled yet, so I'll finally get to watch it. Probably later on tonight. Yeah, you probably should. It's gonna get spoiled if you don't. Yeah, um, so. I'm excited to watch it, even though it's very polarizing. The the, the reception to it. Yeah, I I I will say like I think I said divisive. it last time, 
There, there are a lot of good parts, and there are some really bad parts. Okay, that's so, movies. That, I mean, that I mean, let's be real, horror genre on the whole, like yeah. endings typically do not go well. I'm normally a pretty harsh critic, so I don't know. We'll yeah, see. we are pretty snotty. Yeah, so. let's see, two snotty assholes. But yeah, um, yeah. So we'll see what happens next episode. Um, you can reach us email wise if you wanted to hear us talk about something. Please, then please. You can. We are checking it. And yeah. Nobody is talking to us. <laughs> yeah, we got, we got, we got a few, uh, we got a few requests, but um, you can reach out to us on the Instagram page, um, either comment or direct message. We we check both, of course, um, through the email, Bladed Apples Pod. There's a Bladed Apples podcast, but Bladed Apples Pod at gmail.com. Correct. Um, all one word, and uh, you can drop us a line there. Hopefully, I'll have the time to do the Facebook page this week, so we have another another form of social media, For maybe sure. a Twitter. I don't know. We're we're, we're still we're still kind of ramping up here, guys. So stick with us. We're still getting used to the rhythm of everything, and uh, and uh, you know, if, if uh, you enjoy it, please please share it. Tell people about it. Yeah, um, we would appreciate it, and uh, we'll give you a dollar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, or, or I'll give you I'll give you a. a, a I don't know. I'll give you a coupon for one, 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 two minute back rub. I'll give you a nice little back rub. Whatever I find in my mailbox, coupon wise, it's yours. Yeah, you can have all the coupons. <laughs> all my coupons. Yes, yeah. you can. I will send you all of my spam texts from these companies <laughs> that have been sending it to me. Uh, you can have them all. Actually, that reminds me of an interesting story. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. So, have you ever have you ever gotten these uh, like phishing emails and stuff like that? Mm-mm. Uh, well, uh, like people find your email or something like that, and they'll send these false threats. And uh, just just to let you know, do not do not follow the threats. You are not going like do not go for ransom. It's ransomware is what it's called. Um, they will try and take files from you and stuff like that, and claim that they have things that they don't. Well, just report it as fishy because I got one. Okay, that's what it means. I, I got one. Okay, I have got one. But but finish your story and they'll tell me. I got what. And this guy emails me, and he's like, Hey, Blaze, you know, you aren't that bad looking of a guy. Why are you jerking off so much? I have your desktop videos, and I'm going to email them to all your friends. And I was like, well, even if you do, nobody's going to want to watch that. Good for you. You we went through something you don't want to see. <laughs> okay, I had the exact same story because I did get an email um, and said, "Hey, Rag, enjoyed enjoyed jerking it." Anyways, I have video. I have your you know video from your phone or whatever the fuck. It's like well, I'll send it to all your contacts if you don't send me however much money. Don't try to trace this because uh, I'll delete the profile, or whatever. And I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like. Man, you're just going to bore a lot of people. <laughs> like, like you're just going to really upset people. Not not because, like, well, I can't believe Rocky did that. But they're just going to be like, God, this is so fucking boring. Like, why don't I fucking watch this? My case is just going to be like. There's going to be a lot of crying. Not, not because of them watching it. Because I just, like, cry when I jerk off. So It's like, what do you have? Ten seconds of a video? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, well... 
Yeah. Speaking of found footage. <laughs> Anyways, we'll send you that so they'll, yeah. so they'll ransom hey, you. Hey, if you share it, we'll send you the videos ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> you can see, you see videos you of me. You can see really sad videos you don't want to we'll, see. We'll, we'll either make a special video for me and Blaze watch each other masturbate. Who knows? <laughs> just, just please give us a like or a share. Dear we'll God, do, help we'll, us. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do anything. <laughs> please. We're desperate. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, you can drop us a line on any of that and say, hey, we want to watch a vampire movie. You could skip the horrible part and just ask for what movies you want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, we won't send you any masturbation videos. <laughs> That's fine. Um, but uh, uh, next episode, we'll definitely have an episode about something. Who the fuck knows? Um, thank you for joining us. Thank you to uh, Stefan Mize. Find him on Instagram. He did, he did our logo, um, which I'm Amazing yes. tattoo artist. Yes, he's an incredible tattoo artist of Crawling Panther in Ocala, Florida. Uh, great guy, great artist. Check him out. Blaze did all the music and all that for uh, for, for the show and uh, did the editing. Um, so without him, we, we couldn't have the show. Also, I'd, I'd just be a lonely boy. Oh. I, I'd probably just, I, I, I would probably just be uh, accepting the offers of giving out money so my masturbation videos aren't released <laughs> because I, I I would have nobody, um, but uh, uh, Blaze Blaze is doing a great job. Uh, Thank you. And and we will be back next week with uh, who knows what the fuck we're talking about something we're ramping up here, so uh, we're we're trying we're trying to get better at giving you a show quality that you want to listen to and want to tell other people about. Uh, anything else to add? Nope. That's it. Okay. Well, until next time, remember, every day is Halloween, so act accordingly. We'll see you later.